everybody. Welcome back to another year, another episode, another season of the Thrive Infertility Podcast. My name is Kathy Quillett and I am the host of this podcast and this is a really, really sacred space for me. It's a happy space for me to be a part of. I, uh, if you've been following me for any amount of time or have subscribed to the podcast, which thank you, if you've just been hanging out with me in this space, you notice that I've been MIA for, for like three months. And let me tell you why, because I just needed a break after Thanksgiving. I thought I can keep going with all regularly scheduled programming. And then I just got into the season of Advent and December and culture says busy and culture says commercialism. And I just needed my holiday season to be small. I shopped local. I shopped small. I said no to a lot of things. And I just tried my my ever so hardest to be present, not just with the people who are closest to me, but also just present with myself and enjoying in the simplicity and the quietness and and the candlelight often of just being present. Because I think there's so often that life just tries to take that from us. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to pick up with this Thrive Infertility podcast, New Year's resolution. I'm just going to, I'm going to hit it all hard again. And then I thought, you know what, I think I still have a little bit of a hangover. I have a hangover from the quiet and I'm just not hundred percent sure that I'm ready to dive into the rat race again. You know, I obviously was still working and doing, um, seeing my clients because that also is just a, a piece of me that I love and piece of relationships that I love, um, and doing that work. But for all the extra, I just wasn't ready to dive in. And I got to a point, honestly, where I was like, I just kind of miss it. I miss this one-sided, unfortunate space that I get to kind of just brain dump sometimes relationally, kind of just dump. I have some really exciting guests um, that are upcoming. Um, yeah, that are that are just going to come and continue to help us talk about what it means to thrive in the middle of infertility. You know, I, I, I sit with clients all the time. So if you don't know me, like, hi, I'm Kathy. I, um, am a marriage and family therapist and I own Tennessee reproductive therapy and I have an excellent team here in uh, middle Tennessee and just great team of people who are just passionate about reproductive and maternal mental health. And so that's, uh, where we are. You can look back at past episodes. I am also a one in eight survivor. I had recurrent pregnancy loss, the trifecta of uh, infertility diagnosis, PCOS, uh, endometriosis, adenomyosis, had a hysterectomy at 32. So that's just like, Oh, who's this lady talking to me? That's, uh, in a nutshell who I am. I am a mom by way of adoption. And, um, so I have this passion and what I hear from a lot of people, what I was saying or trying to say before I interrupted myself was we so often forget to live well in the weight. A question that I get asked or a statement that's presented to me all the time in therapy is, Kathy, I don't even know what I enjoy anymore. I don't even know what I enjoy anymore. 
And I think there's several different things. And that's kind of the direction I want to go in today because infertility is a thief. And you know what else is a thief? COVID. This pandemic, I tell my clients this all the time, is this pandemic by very nature of what all the the people who think that they're in charge or who actually are in charge are saying to us that we need to distance from people. We need to stay away from people. We need to isolate from close proximity. We cannot go to the places that we enjoy. We can't do the things that we typically love to do because right now this Omicron, 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 however you want to say it, variant is infecting all the people really fast. And it's super contagious. And so once again, we're in this talk of you just need to go home. You need to shelter in place. You need to just stay safe. Maybe shelter in places because we here in middle Tennessee are having like tornado warnings. It feels like every other week. And so they're telling us to isolate from people, which is a symptom of depression. They're telling us we can't do the things out in the world that we typically enjoy. That's a symptom of depression. It forces us to lose interest in things that are typically pleasurable. That's a symptom of depression. We are not able to have more or as much motivation as maybe we want. And if we have the motivation, a lot of times we can't do it. That's a symptom of depression. We're feeling hopeless. That's a symptom of depression. We can't concentrate on other things other than infertility or the pandemic, because that's all we're infiltrated with on a daily basis. That's a symptom of depression. We might cry or whatever, because things feel really hard. And I'm only talking about the secondary trauma of COVID and the pandemic, not even the primary trauma of you or somebody close to you has interacted with COVID, had COVID, is fighting COVID as a medical worker, or maybe God forbid you had somebody that you've lost from COVID in your family. And so we are all stuck not being able to do the things that we typically enjoy because of COVID. Now we add another layer onto that, which is infertility. And infertility says we cannot focus on typically the things that we enjoy. We have a lot of secondary losses to infertility. Okay. Primary losses of infertility, obviously the uh, ability to have a baby or conceive a baby just with sex for some people, or when the time frame that we want to have it, we look at potentially biological loss. If you are in my shoes and you can't have biological child, I lost a biological connection in the family tree biologically in my situation. My children are not biologically linked to other people in my family. Okay. So there are lots of losses. Let's talk about these secondary losses. A first thing that we lose, let's say is romance. Okay. We did this a lot in season two, just talked about romance and in season one, just talked about sex, but we lose romance. A lot of times infertility is the first trauma. Yes, we call it a reproductive trauma. Go look at episode number two, I think is where that lives, or maybe episode number one ever. We call it a trauma. And so we lose in this trauma, we lose romantic sex. It becomes calculated. It becomes difficult. It becomes timed. It becomes as romantic as making a deposit in a Petri dish because it's a less about romance or, or intimacy or foreplay or anything rather than I'm ovulating, I'm doing a timed intercourse, or I peed on the ovulation stick, which says I'm pregnant, which means I just, I have to have sex right now. 
we can have sex for fun at another time of the month, which typically doesn't happen because it's lost. It's luster a little bit, but that becomes something that infertility robs from us. What else does infertility rob from us? Here's a word that comes up for me so much lately. I have no control. Infertility takes away our ability to, or the illusion that we have control because again, you're not having sex when you want to, again, you're doing it when you're supposed to, it makes you feel like, you know, I had a conversation with, uh, an RE recently, and we were talking about this illusion of control and how this misperception happens from high school. And this misperception that high school, junior high health class taught us is that if you ever have sex, you're going to have a baby because that's what happens. So always use a condom, always abstain, always use birth control. Maybe don't always abstain and use a condom. That's weird. But to not have a baby, which you're certainly going to have a baby. If a boy looks in your direction, at least that's what I was taught in like little Lutheran school is if you are going to be romantic with a boy, you're going to get pregnant when you want to get pregnant. That's what health class teaches us. So there's this illusion of control that we grow up with and we try, whether it's birth control or condoms or abstinence, pull out method, whatever you use, we try for so long to control our fertility that we have this illusion that we have any control at all. And then you get off your birth control. You stop using condoms. You decide not to pull out. You actually maybe have sex, whatever that might be. And then all of a sudden you realize, maybe I don't have the control over my fertility that I thought I had. And then the question becomes, what control do I actually have? I have control over maybe what I eat, what I don't eat. I have control over maybe when I give myself an injection, but I don't have a control of a lot more anymore. So I'm going to take control of work. I'm going to take control of food. I'm going to take control of alcohol. We, we start to try and have control over things that end up controlling us. Maybe that's a whole different podcast because we, we start to become desperate controllers. Don't we? I'm going to try and control my sleep, my exercise, my whatever, but infertility, generally speaking, robs us of control, which is devastatingly hard. Infertility also robs us of friendships. You might have these high school or college best friends or ones that you're meeting at work and life seems to, the race of life seems that everybody's kind of generally running at the same pace. We graduate from high school. We graduate from college. People get married, generally speaking, around the same time, probably between 20 and 30, generally. Now, if you've gone past that, that's okay. I said generally, not everybody. And then people think I'm going to wait just a couple of years and we're going to try this baby thing. But sometimes that doesn't happen for seven and eight people or five and six, depending on the statistics of infertility that you subscribe to all those people, the seven and eight, let's call it, they get pregnant, have a baby, move on with their life, keep running the race where us infertile people, those struggling with infertility, I hate the label of infertile, even though I just said it because I wore that diagnosis for a really long time. And I had to talk myself out of it too. I am a woman struggling with infertility. My fertility is struggling with its inability to meet the, let's call it the milestones that a lot of people meet. Okay. 
And so a lot of our social circle is getting on with life. They continue to run. They have their new baby. We're stuck. And sometimes we even get lapped, don't we? And so it gives us this feeling, even if you can watch on Instagram or social media, or you are in these support groups, it feels like there's a couple people that are aligned with your position in the race, but you get out of this subset of those struggling with infertility. And it feels as though everybody is just getting on with their life. It feels like everybody is moving forward in this race of life, which leaves you feeling alone, isolated, hello pandemic. Remember how we talked about that before these symptoms of depression and we end up feeling why me, what is wrong with me? Why is the woman on my screen that looks picture perfect? Why does she get to be a mom? Why does the person who I think I would better be a better mom than why does she get to be a mom? Does God not want me to be a mom? Is my partner better off without me? What did I do wrong? Did karma mean that I couldn't do this for something I've done in the past? What is wrong with me? Why am I not a real woman? Why am I not a good enough person? Am I just not meant to be a mom? Have you thought that? I thought all of them. Okay. So if you're thinking like silent bobblehead, maybe a tear trickling as you drive, she just said what my heart believes about myself to be true. I wore that too. It's heavy and it's painful and I get it. There are all these things. So I said it robs us of relationships. It also robs us of our perception of self. Did you think you were strong before? Did you think you were a fighter? Did you think, you know what? I overcame a lot. Did you think I had this perception of health? You know, like my brother might have this condition or my dad, you know, my cousin has this, but I'm healthy. I eat right. I exercise well. I do all these things that I don't I'm not supposed to, I don't smoke. I don't do drugs. I only drink moderate amounts of alcohol. And you think you do all these things right. And you think you have health, but your egg quality or endo or embryo creation or whatever tells you otherwise. And so all of a sudden you realize I might not be as healthy as I thought. And so that's a one more thing that infertility robs us of. Carrying. I had a client once, if you've read my book, Not Pregnant, if you haven't, you should, it's on Amazon. But if you have, I talk in there about uh, an old client of mine who, who struggled with some stuff. And one day he came in feeling like, well, my observation was like, a lot of your symptoms seem that you've alleviated some of them. And he said, you know what, Kath? I just decided it's time to throw out the rotten fruit. And I was like, dude, what are you talking about? Like, good for you for purging moldy stuff in your kitchen. And he was like, no, I realized that I was carrying around this weight in a backpack in life that I had just been storing up all of these negative experiences, all of these super hard, rancid, fly infested, moldy pieces of fruit in my backpack of course, a metaphorical backpack that was just weighing me down. And I said, you know what, Kath, I just decided it was time for me to get rid of it. It was time for me to say I've had enough. So I just got rid of it. I told it, it doesn't get to control me anymore. I told it, I, I can't pick it up again. Now, what we're talking about is anxiety. And so there are times in life when this particular client might be anxious again. 
there are times if you decide, you know what, I need to lay down. I need to throw out this, this rotten fruit of like, I can't, I don't have control over something. There might be a time that you pick it up again. There might be a time when sex becomes a little bit more clinical and less romantic, but also allow yourself the opportunity to say, you know what, this week, this minute, this month, I'm going to put it down. This cycle of IVF, I cannot do anything because I'm just on birth control. So I'm going to do something that makes me feel like I'm going to come alive. I'm going to get together with my friends. I'm going to make a boundary and not go to a baby shower. I'm going to do stuff that makes me feel good about myself. I'm going to do something again that makes me feel like I'm going to come alive. I'm going to do something that feels honoring to myself. Like my whole, that's the reason I told the story of like, where was I for the last two and a half months? with the podcast. I had to take a break. I had to do something that was honoring to myself. I had to do something that recentered me. I had to put down a piece of rotten fruit. Not that the podcast is a piece of rotten fruit, but it was picking up all the things that made me feel busy. And like I was competing in this world of mattering. So I put it down. What do you need to put down? What do you need to say in this world of all these pieces of, let's call it this proverbial rotten fruit. What piece of rotten fruit do you need to put down? What do you need to say for this minute, this car ride today, this cycle, 2022, I can't pick up again right now. I can't pick up competing with others. I cannot pick up again this, this identity, this label I've given myself, I will no longer call myself broken. I will no longer call her better. I will no longer put my husband down because it's male factory and he didn't take care of himself or he's obese or something like that. So this, this must be him. I'm going to, I'm going to put down bitterness. I'm going to put down anger about my BMI. Because I have to lose this weight in order to do a fertility treatment. I'm going to put it all down because I matter enough. So often, and I did the same thing, but when we're in the middle of infertility, we forget that I am a woman. I forgot Kathy because I wanted my new label to be mama. I forgot me. I forgot the things I loved. I forgot the things that made me come alive. I forgot my passions and my desires. And I lived in fear and anxiety. And with these horse blinders and infertility colored glasses and infertility shaped hearing aids, right? That made the world against me and painful. And like, I was a foreigner in my own body, in my own home, in my own life. And I say so much of this and I'm so passionate about it because I want you to do better than me. Why is this podcast called Thrive in Fertility? Because I want you to live well in the weight. Because I want you to make memories in the weight. I want you to have fun in the weight. I want you and your partner and your marriage and your sex life to matter in this weight. I want you to grow. I want you to be a better person because of infertility, not a better person in spite or a weary person, or a, or a person who's just depressed and unhappy and lonely. I want you to live well. And so this week is almost a therapeutic assignment. I want to ask you, what pieces of rotten fruit do you need to put down? Give yourself that gift.
you might accidentally pick it up again, but what do you need to put down right now so that you can do this hour, this week, this month, this cycle, this year, a little bit better than maybe the last, the last week, the last hour. If you need support, TennesseeReproductiveTherapy.com. We are here. We have medication management and mental health services for those of you in Tennessee. Come find us on social media at Tennessee Reproductive Therapy. We'd love Uh, to support you in whatever way I can and whatever way I know how. Next week, we have an awesome podcast with Dr. Christopher Montville from Tennessee Fertility Institute here in Middle Tennessee. He's a reproductive endocrinologist, and he's going to give us a 40,000 foot view of fertility, what's going on uh, with our fertility, uh, especially as women from birth. And we're going to talk also about fertility preservation. So if you're not quite ready, but you are maybe not quite ready to have a baby, but are thinking like, how do I need to preserve my eggs or what's even going on with my eggs? Just from a fertility perspective, he's going to touch on that. Um, great recording. And I think you're going to love it. It's just so insightful. After that, we're going to have an expert coming on here, just talking about grief, what grief does in our life and what is new about this season of the Thrive in Fertility podcast is in years past, I've brought on only experts. And this year I'm bringing on just peers, fellow runners in this race to talk about how they're living well, how they've handled miscarriage, how they've turned their own story, even some of them in the middle of the fight, how they've turned their difficulties into success stories. And I don't just mean fertility, like, Hey, we got a baby, but how it's benefited their marriage, how it's benefited uh, different pieces of their life, maybe not just benefited, but how they've grown interpersonally or whatever. So I hope that you'll join us for more podcasts this season. Again, thank you. It is an honor to be allowed into these spaces in your life and for you to lend me your ear. And I hope in this next week, you'll consider the rotten fruit and maybe consider prioritizing yourself as a woman, not just yourself as a future mama. Don't forget to subscribe. And if you like it here, I hope that you'll give us a good review wherever you listen to this. Come follow us on social media. Uh, I hope you have a great week. Go out and thrive, friends. Bye-bye.